Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1065. Life's fun, deal with it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up. You don't know how revved up I am. I'm so excited to introduce today's very special fun guest, Aaron Hagar. Hey, Aaron, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hello, I sir am <laughs> ready and well and buckled up. Uh, uh, life's a big, fun, hot rod ride, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> in the world that you live in, that's for sure. And we're going to share some of Aaron's fun today as we uh, scroll through his life. Aaron Hagar is an artist, a designer, an entertainer, and he's the owner of Rat Runner's Garage in South Lake Tahoe, California. Rat Runner's Garage is about the art of resurrection and preserving old metal. His is an art-based hot rod custom shop where he and a team create outrageous and over-the-top rat rods, motorcycles, paintings, and original art, utilizing and preserving old relics in his builds. Aaron and his crew love to repurpose objects when creating their full-blown hot rods. His focus is to pass along the love and passion of traditional hot rodding mixed in with a little modern lifestyle of custom culture. You'll see Aaron on an upcoming episode of Jay Leno's Garage. How cool is that? He's been working with Sammy Hagar and Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip. And he's also going to be the new host on Design Cut Build on YouTube. That's very cool. Podcasting is another thing that this guy gets involved with, with Brad Fanshaw and Matt DeAndrea, both past guests here on Cars Yeah, on the Shift and Steer podcast. And no doubt, a little bit of Aaron's talent has come from his father's rock star life, Sammy Hagar. I think you've all heard of him. So, Aaron, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and share a little more about your amazing career and a very obvious passion for automobiles and artwork? Well, I'd say that's about it. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show today. It's been great. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> With all those accolades, you can imagine what kind of life I've had. There's, there's a million more things we can add to that, that, uh, you know, prosthetic makeup and uh, illustrator and concept designer and, you know, mask maker and oh <laughs> animatronic engineer. And, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of everything. <laughs> going. Oh, man. But that's the joy of life. You know, you learn things as you go and you immerse yourself in interesting things. And next thing you know, you become a, wait, is it a Baroque artist or a broke artist? It's one of those. <laughs> a little but, bit uh, of both, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, life's great. And, you know, we're an entertaining, entertainment or an entertaining family. And uh, yeah. yeah, just it's, life just keeps throwing amazing opportunities at you. So yeah, yeah, the latest one is this Design Cup Build series. It's in its third season. It was just kind of a little, you know, YouTube channel, just doing little arts and crafts, you know, with their Torchmate systems, which is owned by Lincoln. And now they want to kick it up a notch. So they hired me and uh, drive a, about three hours every day to set. They built a nice set right there in the building. And yeah, we have fun all day burning metal. It's, uh, awesome. I don't know if it gets any better than that. You well, know? Like I come home all dirty and, and I get in the shower and smell rust, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, you figured out the secret sauce to life and no doubt growing up with a dad like yours. I mean, a, another guy who's figured out the secret sauce to living life to its fullest is pretty darn cool. And you know, we're going to learn a lot more about you, Aaron, as we move through your life. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying or thought-provoking idea that you live by. It's a nice way to get the 
inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Aaron, take the wheel. Life's fun. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that's simple direct. I I don't mean that in in a condescending way. And of course it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't apply to, uh, to tragedy, but, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you all, life just throws you obstacles. You know, there's constantly things you have to step over, step around, you know, punch through or, or, or whittle through. Yeah. I think as long as you take those with the right attitude and enthusiasm, everything becomes a journey and everything becomes an experience. And yeah. I think that's fun. So mm-hmm. no matter what you do, it comes down, I think it boils down to your work ethic too. But no matter what you do, you know, you put your back into it, you put your pride into it and you have fun and it becomes a joyous experience. Yeah, you know, it's an awesome way to go through life. And it's oh so important because it's the old half full, half empty glass concept. And most definitely you were raised by parents and you've lived your life with a glass half full, or I guess in your case, it's always full, (laughs) uh, always entertaining. But I love that that philosophy on life. That's how to make everything uh, great and wonderful. Let's go back in time a little bit, though. I wanted you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars, because I know you're a car guy. You and I met about two years ago. Actually, it might have been even longer at the Quail. Yeah, you had, you had that really cool wagon. Uh-huh. Uh, you took time. You were so gracious to talk with me and take time and tell me about your vehicle. I would love to hear about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy. As we get older, our memory fades, but I have photos to prove it. <laughs> so I, I got to say, I have photos. I, I was barely standing, and I have a whole little line of little hot rods and cars and toys in front of me and another in my hand. I think just as, as children in our generation, I'm, I'm 48 now, and, and uh, it was something we – it was tactical for, for us. You know, yeah. it, it was the, the hot rods and the, the hot wheels and the – and all those little things growing up, it was the banana splits and, and uh, the monkeys and, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, the monsters and, and anything that, that we could get our hands on that was fun. And, and they drove it, you know, Speed Racer. And, yep. and uh, but really, you know, the dad was always a car guy. He was always uh, attempting to be a collector before he, he made his wealth. And my uncle Bucky was a certified mechanic and a tinker. Uh, that was my mom's brother. And so I always had the two of them going at it with stuff and uh bucky was always wrenching on stuff and dad was always trying to to get the next best and coolest uh sports car you know so we've had citrons you know i think dad's first sports car was a porsche 914 he migrated into ferrari and and now you know he's got a lot of ferrari and such I'm, I'm not as involved in his collection aside from that woody wagon which he asked me i had it for sale and he asked me if i'd make it a Woody uh, and promote his rum company because, you know, yeah. the entrepreneur that he is, he's, oh, yeah. got, uh, he's got liquor coming out of his veins. So, well, I, I mean, in, in the best of ways. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. He's 2% alcohol. No, but, uh, and, and so, so, uh, so I, I built that up and that was a really nice collaboration because usually we collaborate musically or, or, uh, or I've always designed, I've, I've been kind of the hand of his creative thoughts sure. for designing and, and logos and, and ideas. So it was just another collaboration for us. And that's how you and I met. And, yep. and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great journey. Journey, but it's always been present, yeah. and uh, I can't say when I when I got the bug. I think it was when the the doctor spanked life into me, and there was probably a car show on TV. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Mom was probably watching the Dukes of Hazard in the corner. I don't well, know. <laughs> could be. Yeah, your dad and the doc. Hey, turn the Dukes up. They're about to jump the car. Yeehaw! Well, you know, you brought I think back that was a little later, but something like maybe. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, you brought some some great memories back because uh, I'm a little older than you, but I, I watched all those shows and. 
built those models and did all that stuff, skateboarded around Southern California and yeah, just did it all. Oh, so yeah. What fun. Well, listen, Aaron, you've taken a life and wrapped it around a lot of fun, but no doubt being an entrepreneur as you have and doing all the things you have is fraught with ups and downs. It's a roller coaster ride, right? I mean, one day, Indeed. one day you're a superstar, the next day you're trying to be a superstar. Uh, I, w- I would love for you to share a big challenge you faced along the way in your career or even a huge failure that really kind of stopped you in your foot tracks and made you kind of think a little bit. Walk us through that situation. But the most important part of it is what did you learn from it that you could take forward and turn into positive, positive vibes? I, I would say the biggest thing is trying to survive as an artist, uh-huh. not only from, from the idea of, you know, the, the, the poverty of artists, trying to find a way to market yourself without being an ego and finding and striving to learn more and always be moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then finding that health is a big factor in that. And I had a heart attack in my early 30s. Oh, my gosh. Uh, partly from stress and just the environment, the paint environment of working with automotive finishes and mm-hmm. how it was deteriorating you know, my, my health. Yeah. But yeah, I've always had a couple revenue streams and always tried to strive you know, to survive as an artist. I've, I've been very, very, <laughs> very diligent in that. It served me well, but yeah, it always has its ups and downs. Um, you know, I went through a divorce, which was definitely a down, and that that sucked up anything that I could possibly make and have available. It took a corporate job, which was my first up here uh, in Tahoe, which is why I migrated up here, started working for Harris, and 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 that got me through that time. But it made me starving. I was starving to be creative again because the corporate world there, especially the casino world, was so contrived and and so difficult to work for someone like me. So. So I broke free and and uh, and figured it all out. I think, and and here we we are, and striving away and doing TV shows and making art. I literally just finished a painting as we were speaking. I was touching it up and printing out nice. uh, a second look so I can compare some colors. And yeah, it's like I'm always always working. I mean, that's the only thing when you're self-employed, you're kind of always working. But uh, yeah. at least it becomes part of your your daily grind and you can do it anywhere. You can do it while in the shower. <laughs> you, oh yeah, you can think of stuff and, and work it out. And, and it becomes very tactile and you can move through it. But I'd say the thing I, I learned the most is is diligence. You know, you, you have to stick to things. Dad, yeah. Dad always said you had to be an expert at one thing in order to survive and be the best at it. And mm-hmm. I disagree. And and I enjoyed <laughs> being very good at many, many things, which allowed me to be a very unique individual. Yeah. And it's that diligence that kept me going. And now is proving itself absolutely true. I'm in my late 40s, but I can do anything and I can always survive and I can always make a living and I can always provide for my family and I can always enjoy what I do. But, but health is a big one. You have to maintain your health. Oh gosh. Yeah. We had another good friend of ours pass away yesterday Oh no! and uh, last night. And it's just, it's like every day, every, every week, it seems we're losing somebody over, yeah. over some, some health things that were kind of avoidable maybe. And even, and, uh, Wow. You have to take care of your health and all this, you know. Well, my sincere condolences for the loss of your friend. Oh, yeah, I, you know, and it's so, we, we see it so much more now because of social media. But, you know, the more valuable lesson you you taught us here with this talk is you have to live your own life. Now, your dad, yeah, he's done okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but you know he's a. He's, I don't even, even try to compete with that. Well, I didn't even try to you know. <laughs> well, you know, obviously he's done well doing what he does. That one thing, and um, I love the fact that you've delved into a lot of things. And what I didn't know about you when I met you is you are a fine artist. I mean, you're a very creative guy in so many ways. And I grew up with a dad who was an architect and an artist, and he loved painting. And when I lost him last year, I found a, a locker with hundreds of paintings. 
that he had done. And I just like, holy cow. And I think the reason I share that is because his philosophy is you have to get up and move, move and keep working, keep striving, keep working at your craft and refining, 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 and don't worry about what it looks like. Just keep doing it. And that's definitely what you've done with your life. You, you don't stop. I mean, that's why it's taken me two years to get you on the show. Uh, you are know, just, I'm you so are, sorry. no, no, that's okay. Cause I know how busy you are and focused you are. And of course, uh, we have some great mutual friends who've been on the, the show now that you're alumni, Kevin and Michelle Davis, who yeah, are good friends of, they were of just here. I know they were. And, uh, I know they nudged you a little bit for me. And I appreciate that. Shout out to those, <laughs> shout out to those two guys. But, uh, I think that's the secret sauce. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when the headlights come on Uh, and kind of illuminate. I think you've had a few, haven't you? Yeah, I continue because like I said, as as you strive to earn a living doing what you do and doing what you love, there's one thing that sometimes goes, aha, people like this, you know, And, (laughs) and that's a tricky thing because if you look at, you know, some great artists, you know, you look at Goddard or or you look at... Forget a bunch of people, but there's thousands of artists that have made their niche just doing one thing. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine that's a blessing and a curse because I don't know if I could paint all those for the rest of my life. All those little houses (laughs) with the little lights in the windows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of, and I've forgotten his name, Thomas Kincaid. Kincaid, uh, yeah. But, uh, it, it's like, where does it go? You know, I love the versatility of my life, and I got lucky, you know, doing some family portraits because we have a very strong fan base, and I was able to, I, I, I think, tastefully reproduce great moments in in the present life, and not going back in, into the past because I use photo references, and I usually take them. And I wasn't taking them back then, but, you know, I did some of that stuff and that was an aha moment, but I couldn't take advantage of it too deeply because it just didn't feel right to paint portraits of, of my father and my father and I. But luckily, you know, I, I've, I've done some children's book projects and get asked to do that a lot. I find time to do portraits and that's an aha moment. If you can do portraiture in a timely manner. Yeah especially with my maddening schedule, um, <laughs> then I have a, a list of clients that I can back up for a year, you know, and hopefully not make them wait too long, but right. uh, be able to squeeze them in and, and get contacts. So I think when, when you do, when you find things that work in the world or you see a niche and you go, aha, I can fill that. You right. know, I've got a skill set that can fill that need. There's two sides to that. You know, most people, I think, go out there and try to earn their own face and put their face out there in their own style and hope that people come to it and then you have to market it. Or you can be very observant and have a a high level of skill sets and then find that niche and point and go, ah, I can fill that, you know, pet portraits. (laughs) You know, know, it's it's just so cool because you are very diverse. I mean, you just get your hands into everything. And that is, for many people, that's so important in life to be able to do a lot of different things versus just one thing. And I think it's fantastic, wonderful. Let's have a little bit of fun, though, and talk about your first really special car. That first car, that vehicle you got that really stood out for you. That's easy. That That is my first car. Okay. <laughs> so being an enthusiast family, my first car was a 58 Alfa Romeo, which now is like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> but back then, it was it was like getting a Volkswagen. It was yeah. like getting a Carmen Ghia. It was, it's Marin. That, that there's a local uh, gentleman named Bruce Metris who's got a flu. Of, of Alphas. He's an ace mechanic and, and I believe a uh, race car driver who worked on Alphas racing. Anyway, he had this thing sitting in his attic 
And it was just a shell. Yeah. He and dad and I, you know, we, we, we knew each other and we would go in there and play and we had a few alphas in the family and dad did a wonderful thing. He, he basically said, Bruce, you know, uh, it's going to be my son's first car. I want to be a classic car guy. So I want to get him a classic car. I love that car. I've always wanted that car. Why don't we do that for Aaron? And, uh, yeah, and it was a long ongoing project and, uh, you know, and, uh, I have pictures on my 15th birthday, seeing that thing wow. and 16th birthday driving that thing. Oh, how fun. So I had that car until a strange, tragic day Uh-oh. in which dad sold it. What? Uh, less than a decade, less than a decade ago. I put it down there when I moved up here for safekeeping, going through my divorce and somewhere in the midst of all those complications in life, dad felt it was time to let it go being sold. Yeah. And it broke my heart. Oh, no. You know, I don't hold it against them, but it definitely broke my heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I maintained, I, I managed to, to keep that thing through through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. It's just sad to think that it left my life, you know, in my 40s, uh, not by my own will. And, and uh, that, that's, that's a hard thing to swallow. Here's what I would offer you, Aaron, is you ha- you did have wonderful time and memories with the vehicle and everybody i mean inc- incredible that's <laughs> pretty 40. yeah that's pretty cool now you said it was a 58 <laughs> you yeah, said it was 59 yeah oh 59 yeah. what model was it then yeah it was a little julietta julietta a little yeah. uh, seven that had a, a super veloci engine that had the you know the baffled oil pan it was uh, nice. a little 1600 yeah it was uh, it was a, it was a bad bad little car man well you know what special bruce did a great job. We both know uh, Keith Martin, Sports Car Market Magazine. So I'm sure he could find yeah. you one, you know? I mean, if you really want <laughs> yeah, another one. You'd be lucky to find one for less than 60 grand. I know. That. I know. They're, they've <laughs> but, become but here's, here's ridiculous. The yeah? Yeah. So here's the thing. So, so, so the experiences that I had in that car, obviously, I can't reproduce. It was my entire teenage youth, my 20s, my 30s, you know, into my early 40s. And I can't reproduce that. But what I can do is build half a dozen cars trying to find the same feeling and emotion uh, that evokes when you drive that car. Yes. So I've done that. And and my current little love is this little 57 Triumph TR3 rally car, Ooh. which I uh, got from a friend who bought it from their uh, father in Oregon and lived in a barn most of its life after it was raced in the 60s and brought it back to life. And it shares the same celebrated idea of what the Alpha did but I've been able to mess with it. It's got a yeah. little straight six, 265 Mustang engine in it. Whoa. You know, we've done the suspension. I've, I've modified it in, in ways that it probably would have been back in the day. And I never would have done that to the Alpha. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that Alpha would stay pristine and all original. But this car, I could massage it and, and yeah. change it and build it into like this little fantasy. Nice. And I, I just love this thing. So, you know. It's metal is just metal. It's just nuts and bolts yeah. and the soul that you put into it that makes it what it is, right? That, that so. outlaw TR3. <laughs> I like it. Rod Emery's totally, smiling right now. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he would like that, you know, but he's into Porsches, of course. But uh, yeah, he would smile at that. I mean, the Magnus Walkers would smile at that. Even oh, even yeah. the Rob Dickinson's a singer would smile at that concept because, uh, <laughs> you know, take taking. And of course, I have to shout out to all those guys because they've been guests. So now you're alumni with that, a very elite. Elite group for sure, but uh, uh thank you. Uh, Over a thousand. Oof. I know you're a busy man. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, some days I scratch my head and go, "How did I do this?" But 
Well, I'm assuming then the alpha is your seller's remorse story. Because I ask everybody about seller's remorse. Even though your dad sold the car, is that the one that got away that you really wish you had back? Yeah, I'd, I'd say of all the cars I've ever had, that is the one that I will always miss. Maybe not ever buy again, because unless I could find my car, yeah. it was sold in Marin for about 16 grand. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think it, it, one sold at auction within months for 60. So oh, it was a real oh, like, oh, yeah. it, was a back, it was a backhand with brass knuckles. Oh, and uh, uh, I, I don't know that I would ever buy another one unless yeah. I found mine. Okay, that makes because, sense. Be, be, yeah, because it's just, it's like the market... For for what they're worth these days, yeah, honestly, yeah. there's other cars I'd rather have. Right? There's a there's a hundred other cars I'd rather have. Oh yeah. Unless it was mine, you know. Unless it was. I mine. understand. So, uh, it's 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 an odd thing, you know. Well, and I, I spend a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> well, you know what? I would encourage you this way. I always have said this about cars we've had in the past. They're like old girlfriends. The memories are much better than going back to them again. <laughs> Don't ever go back. Okay. So just keep those Indeed, memories. But- Put them in a box, open that yeah. box once in a while, and breathe the memories, <laughs> and then close it really fast, okay? But I'm going to argue with you because I've had a lot of friends that have went through a divorce and went back to their first love in high school after a lifetime. Uh-huh. It was that yeah. first love that was rekindled, that familiarity. So I don't know, you know, going back to your first car, everybody's chasing it. That's what makes Barrett Jackson so dang popular. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Dream, right? I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> Not to say I'm wrong. I just like to push another another point of view in there. <laughs> I love it. That's what this talk is all about. Wonderful points of view. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up today. I mean, you are always doing so many different things, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about this new show that you're hosting, all the fun things that you're working on. What has Aaron Hagar just ripping it today? Thank you. Well, you know, it's, that's interesting because I've turned away so many things that, that, that would have launched my public career, you know, being a rock star, being an actor, being a celebrity, because that stuff was never important to me. It was in my life. I was kind of a quasi, quasi you know, anyway. Yeah. But, but I've always liked the TV stuff and I've always liked entertaining and, and always liked that platform. As we know the challenges of authenticity in television, <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so I've turned down a lot of stuff and, and I get asked to do things a lot. And that's such a huge honor. And most of that stuff, you only get asked once in your lifetime, if you're lucky. And, and I get asked a lot, mm-hmm. which allows me to be very selective. So I finally said yes to something. I really, really like it. And it's kind of taken me a little while to get my head wrapped around the idea that YouTube is actually a very viable, oh, yeah. you know, a resource for for or and, outlet and for, growing. for television. Yeah. And growing. And they are, I think, announcing or launched a, a new channel, not just YouTube Red, but they, they have their own stuff going on now, too. So there's a lot going on with that. But the online identity is, is, is really interesting because uh, you can basically just do what you do and develop an audience for it. And the numbers are amazing. I mean, we have almost a hundred thousand views in, in, in like a week wow. on on just our little promo on our one minute promo. Oh my god! And that's two or three times more than that series ever had before uh, in any of its episodes. So, wow. you know, I'm really looking forward to the idea that this might be a little hit for us. Yes, I'm working with great people. Their factories in Reno, and this is the Design Cut Build series. So this mm-hmm. is their third season, and uh, they hired me to come in and host the show and do some fun stuff, and not just 
tinker with little projects that they, but kind of take them to another level, be creative in the input and, and, and what we do with these and, and how we build them. And then of course, just have fun doing it. And they've got a great crew down there and a great bunch of people who have a lot of talent. And instead of being one of those hosts, that's an expert, even though I can do much of this stuff, I'm still learning. And so I really wanted to take the point of view of our audience and not be the guy that knows everything and, and not be the guy that that's a, that's a really an expert in any of what we're doing and let their employees shine with their expertise and just be the curious soul that goes in there and bangs on stuff and makes mistakes and asks questions and asks for definitions of terminology. And it's sincere, you know, and and I think that that, I think that's really going to be an interesting play for this type of genre of TV. And I hope people really like it. I'm having a ball. Well, (laughs) I think you have a ball, whatever you're doing. You're just, you've got that infectious laugh. You're always got a positive attitude. And I'll make sure I put on Aaron's show notes page here on the Cars website, Design Cut Build, a link to that YouTube page. Check it out. Uh, Aaron's going to add a whole new flavor to this already very cool show that is going to make it uh, most worth your while. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Aaron. This is where the artistic side has to come out. If you were a car or a vehicle, what would Aaron be and why? And this isn't what you want to be. It's how you perceive yourself manifested into a vehicle. I'd be a flying amphicar. <laughs> why would I expect anything else from the, from you? Oh, my gosh. Okay, now you, you got to go a little deeper here and tell us why a flying amphicar. Oh, my gosh. You know, for obvious reasons, you know, it's not that I demand to do any or all. It's it's that I enjoy doing any or all, but I may not do either of them expertly well. <laughs> Need I say more with the amphicar, right? There you go. It, it all makes it, sense. It'll float. Yeah. Well, it'll float. Yeah. But just don't rock the boat car no and you know approach slowly and motor through and hope that no one comes by on a wave runner or even a duck paddling too fast uh yeah because you might go under yeah <laughs> and the flying part wasn't there a prototype amphicar looking thing that, that that they put wings on and tried to, to there might have there might have been one but it's at the bottom of the lake right now so uh yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that's an awesome answer, you know? And uh, yeah, just make sure you're not in too high a surf, but uh, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And those things, nobody can look at those cars without smiling. Nobody. I defy you. It's oh, just, indeed, it's impossible. Indeed. They're just too cool. Well, Aaron, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to buy cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform 
that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Aaron, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and I'm going to ask you to give me some very quick blips of the throttle answers. Kind of a lightning round here. So what's the best automotive advice you've ever received? <laughs> Don't stress. It's just nuts and bolts. Ah, perfect. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Laughter. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. When in yeah. doubt, smile, yeah. right? And if you can't smile, yeah. someone taught me this trick. Put a pencil in your mouth like a bit on a horse. It forces you to smile and you'll instantly feel better. <laughs> it works. Really, it there works. There you go. Yeah. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy that you'd like to go to? Honestly, I'm a real visual person, so I go to eBay Motors. Oh, yes. Even <laughs> if I'm looking to pull off a door panel, uh-huh. I just look at the same door that I'm looking at, and it shows all these blown apart images, including uh-huh. interior. Nice. And then I know where the clips are, and I know where the little brackets hang. And yeah. I use that for a visual reference for so many things. Yeah, it's great. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry living or deceased, who would that individual be? Ooh, that's a mix. That's a tough question because one, I don't drink. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Ed Ross. Oh! Ed Ross. Ed Ross. Yeah. Because that was a a very uninhibited mind and really a master of what he did. And I know there's pros and cons to all that. I think that was a huge influence that I didn't recognize until much later in my life. But it was always present uh, with with my Uncle Bucky and, and even with Dad and just just life, you know, things that, that collected my interest. I think that's someone I, I, I would like to sit down and, and hear out. You know, that's interesting because I got yeah. to meet Ed Roth when I was a kid. My dad took me to a oh, car wow. show up in L.A. I grew up down in San Diego and we went to a car show, kind of a big hot rod show up in, in L.A. And Ed Roth was there and he was you could go up, he could, he would paint a little pinstripe thing. And of course, I was big into the Rat Fink models. And I mean, he was like, Oh my gosh, that's the guy. I got a picture with him and he, he painted a little pinstripe thing on something I, and I can't even remember what it was now, but something I had. But, um, yeah, he was bigger than life. I mean, he was just one of those guys that yeah. lived it the way he wanted to live it. So, uh, if we tailored that question and, and said, who, who do you know in the automotive world? that has been the biggest influence on yes. you and, and that you've enjoyed their presence and company. Yeah. I'd like to say Pete Shapores. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. He, yeah. I, I had the privilege of, of knowing him at the end of his life and he was part of our crew with shift and steer and, and I miss him very much. And he was yeah. a, a great guy and a real influence on so many people, but just a great guy. And I know he always told stories about him being this, this this badass, you know, but <laughs> no, he, he was, was a good guy. guy. He was, and yeah. and, he, and he felt like family, and he adored my wife and and my kids, and uh-huh. 
and took us all in. And, and I would say that, that, that that's my current love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thanks for bringing him up. Of course, listeners out there, he's, he was the president and the guy at SoCal Speed Shops. He was actually, Pete was my 28th guest here on Cars. Yeah. Wow. 28th. He was nice enough. He didn't know me from Sam. He took his time (laughs) to be on my show because I knew how important he was in the hot rod world, in the car world. And I really was trying to get some people on my show that added some credibility to what I was doing. Yeah. Shout out to him and all of his buddies and friends and followers. Pete was an awesome guy. Thanks for bringing him up. That's a nice memory that you just shared there. Yeah. Awesome guy. I didn't, I I, I couldn't talk about cars without, without thinking of him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for, for saying that. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Let me turn around and uh, look at because I'm in my studio. Your library. And look at, well, let's see. The Mutter Museum. No, I don't think that's relevant. Let's see. Uh, creatures. No, I don't think that's relevant. Let's see. Let's go to my, let's go to my car section. Okay. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay. We'll pour a brandy American and dream yeah, cars. walk around your library. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a big book reader mm-hmm. because, because I just don't find the time I listen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm a reference junkie because I just like, the knowledge and and uh, i like the ability to identify things and uh i don't know that there's there's a i'm looking at my oldest book the american automobile of of a century and that's i think my oldest car book other than how to draw cars oh yeah i yeah (laughs) i have a lot of old how to draw cars but but i think my oldest book in my collection is the american automobile a centenary. Uh, Nick Giorgiano was photographed by Mickey Wright. I think this book got me through a lot of like understanding and, and appreciating this stuff. And uh, it's, it's only from 92, but it's, it's, it's a good one, but I've got lots of how to draw cars. I mean, I've, oh, got, yeah. I've got probably half the dang books ever published on how to draw cars. <laughs> and it's funny because I haven't been drawing cars until more recently. Yeah. Well, it just takes practice. You know, I've had hundreds of artists on this show who are incredible at drawing all their different skill sets. And I've just actually started trying to get back into drawing a little bit because uh, I just I, I use my iPad, actually, in the draw program. Oh, and, yeah. and it's yeah. it's it's easy because yeah. you can pull a photo in and kind of trace a little bit, but get the nuances and add yep. your own flavor and flair. It just yeah. kind of gets my mind off of stuff. But uh, you'll laugh at this, Aaron. You know what my oldest car book is? I'll bet you you'll never huh. in a thousand world. I'll give you a little clue. Think about 007, James Bond. Right. Okay. Think about the right. guy that wrote James Bond. Name was Ian Fleming. Right. Think about a car book that he wrote a long time ago about a car that flew. Oh, what? Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Yes. Yes. You got it. Yeah. I never realized that. I never put that together. He was the author. My parents bought, that was my first quote unquote real book with like a real words, hardly any pictures that my parents bought me when I was a little kid. I still have it. It's uh, yeah. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Um, And when every time a movie comes on, I watch it. My wife laughs and walks out of the room going, geez, when are you going to grow up? Yeah, um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. So wow, that is really awesome. Well, well you know, and now that I think about it, because I I couldn't wrap my head around that question too. Uh, Sid Mead, I think oh, the art of Sid. Mead yes, yes, is probably one, one of my earliest, like really heavy, identifiable books because it showed technique, and I was fascinated by that draftsman skill and, and the marker techniques and oh gosh, and uh, his stuff for Blade Runner and and every other movie he's ever done in design. Uh, so I have to say, I, I think uh, uh, my Sid Mead. A book was, yes. was probably the one that that I remember the most being that influence. 
Sydney. He had a lot of yeah. car stuff in there too. He had a lot of future. Uh, you know, oh, he was gosh. a future. Definitely, definitely. Well, he was. You are now part of that alumni too. He was my seven hundred and thirty eighth guest here on Cars. Yeah. Yep. Really. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. What an interesting guy. That must have been. Oh. I'm gonna have to dig up that. Episode yeah. You can find uh, all my past <laughs> guests on the Cars Yeah website. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great links that Aaron has shared on his show notes page. Now that he's part of the team here on Cars Yeah, just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Aaron Hagar, and that page will pop right up. All right, Aaron, we're up to the checkered flag. Last question here. It can be a bit of a doozy, though. I'm going to buy you any cool car you want today. I don't care what it is, where it is. Could be that alpha. I'm going to go find it for you, park it in your garage. Money's no object today, but here are the rules. You can only have that one car. You have to drive it. No garage queens here at Cars, yeah. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So I want you to hang on to it and enjoy <laughs> it. So <laughs> what can I buy Aaron Hagar today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am the most impractical person <laughs> in the world. I am going to have to say an old Alfa Romeo is, I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot like the C series, like the eight. Oh, an eight C. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that may not be it. There was an open wheel one. I'm trying to find it here. I, I always have it in, in my bookmarks and I lost it recently Uh-oh. and I've been looking for it again, but there is an old race car that, that that's of that era. That is just every time I see it, I, I, I embarrass myself. And it's open. I, embarrass yourself. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. This is a family show, you know, um, let's see. <laughs> Uh, al- so a vintage Alpha that's an open wheel. Yeah, I think it was like an eight C or, or 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 it was a TC model. It was it was one with that little oval grill with the little shoulders in the front and and it had the that pipe coming down the side and out there. Are you just, thinking like something from the thirties? Like from the thirties? Yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like mid late thirties at best. I mean, we're, we're talking right. Yeah. Right. So as I said, horribly impractical. But I think that is my absolute dream car. Maybe like a, a P2. That was a pretty cool car. But I'm trying to imagine there's one. Yeah. The P2 doesn't have P2, a, it doesn't have the big P3. oval that you're talking about. I think you might be talking, there's a 35 HC-35. Of course, that goes with Probably the year. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty damn cool car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yes. Okay. I yeah. It it's the quintessential old 30s Formula 1 car basically is yeah. what we're talking about. It, yeah. Yeah, basically. And could you imagine like the spirit of what true driving was back then? Oh gosh. Uh, how brave or maybe just insane that these folks were to drive things like that. I mean, oh, yeah. they were pumping the the fuel pressure and and, and by hand and and priming everything by hand, and and they would get out and they'd remove their goggles and they would have <laughs> yeah oil all over around their, their face. face. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were truly symbiotic with the car. You know, yeah. nowadays you got to really sense yourself tight in the seat yeah. to be symbiotic with the car. You got to exhale and pull one one more uh, on the straps yeah. before you're truly symbiotic with the car. I don't even think these had seatbelts. No, back then. no, of course not. So to be symbiotic with the car, it was because you were constantly working on that car. Uh, while driving it. And if you had a co-driver, yeah. they were working on the car <laughs> as oh, yeah. you were driving it. But yeah, I think I think it's around that the, the 8C yeah. uh, model. Yeah, I think, and, I think uh, we'll go with the 35. Yeah. I can see you in that. It just has the look and vibe <laughs> of Aaron Hagar, you know? Um, so I will get to work, you know, with Pebble Beach coming up this summer. There might be one at auction. 
uh, that I can bid on for you. But uh, yeah, what are I, they going for now? Uh, I actually saw one at the Ferrari Challenge a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. The Scudera. Alpha 8C35, the yeah, Grand Prix car. Yeah. I believe that is the car. Right I think there. so. And I've seen the car in person a couple times. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. Just stunning. Yeah, okay. Awesome. I love it. Well, Aaron, <laughs> my goodness, you've taken me on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting uh, to catch likewise, up with you. Thank, thank you. you. I want to thank you for sharing your <laughs> incredible life's journey with the Car Show listeners. Is there a, a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off down the the roadway there in the forest in your in your Alfa Romeo 35HC. There you go. You know what? And we talked about this earlier. You got to take time to smell the flowers. You got to take time to jump on the adventure bike and go through a little river crossing. You got to take time to hug your kids. You got to take time to, to eat properly and take care of your health. And you got to take time to love those around you because uh, a little smile and a hug can go a long, long way in the busy world of, of the disassociated social media and all the other stuff we have these days, personal contact and, and taking time to, uh, to smell the roses. Very nicely said. And of course, you were gracious <laughs> enough to give us some of your time today. So I'm very grateful for that. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn about all the things you do? Just Google. <laughs> Google <laughs> anyone in my family. And we're always together at some point. But yeah. uh, now you, you can find me. Uh, uh, my, my social media handles are usually just my name, Aaron Hagar. Uh, the website is theratrunnersgarage.com. You can find me on uh, on, on Torchmate and Lincoln's uh, uh, stuff as well. Pretty much all of our social media and maybe in a town near you. So, Absolutely. Uh, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll run into each other someday. Absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, I'll make sure that you can find all these connections to connect and follow along with Aaron Hagar's. With the Hagar's. <laughs> with the Hagar's. Yeah, with Aaron Hagar's wonderful life here on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Hagar, of course, just like his dad, Sammy's last name, and you will find everything listed there. Aaron, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. I'll see you at Quail. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll be there. Thanks so much. I'll be there too at the Woody Wagon. All All right. right. Sounds like a good thing. Have a great day and thank you, everyone. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. 
Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!